0: do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky over-the-counter or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hopp with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of all the important health stories. Plus, you can participate. You can call us, 877-726-8255. We're standing by, ready to field your inquiries and answer your queries. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, we got lots to talk about uh, this weekend. A very uh, happy Valentine's Day, President's Day, Groundhog Day. Well, it's past Groundhog Day, but every week seems to be a repeat of the same lockdown monotony, weather cold and gray. We're still in the midst of the grips of winter here in the Northeast, where I broadcast from. I'm here in New York. I managed to bang out a three mile run this morning, but it wasn't easy temperatures in the mid 20s wind chill into the teens and uh yeah i guess it's good for the soul but <laughs> conditions were rather adverse 8777268255 our number and uh, we got lots to talk about uh, lots of uh, covid news of course uh rapidly developing picture plus news on other fronts because life goes on while COVID does its thing and the usual medical maladies afflict us. Um, Depending on your perspective, things are getting better, or potentially we need to brace ourselves because uh, a new tsunami is looming on the horizon as the virus mutates and potentially may evade our best efforts to vaccinate against it and control it. But uh, overall, the news is somewhat reassuring that uh, cases are down, fatalities are down, hospitalizations are down in most parts of the country. It's not going away, and there's still a terrible toll, but uh, trending towards resolution. And um, the big news for me is that uh, I got my Billy Joel tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to New York's Madison Square Garden that uh, seats 19,000 people, but that's scheduled for January 2022. It's kind of optimistic, but uh, (laughs) I'm holding out hope that uh, by then things may normalize. And in fact, uh, they are now allowing 10 percent, 10 percent occupation in some of the big venues so uh, a few scattered people can show up at uh, basketball games and uh, the restaurants are increasing their capacity to twenty five percent which a lot of restaurateurs say is just not viable uh, many are not opening for Valentine's Day traditionally one of the big uh, days for restaurants in New York City as uh, romantic couples gather to celebrate the holiday and um, There's some encouraging news from France. Headline, Europe's oldest person, a French nun, survives COVID-19. How old is she? She is 116 years old. Let's do the math here. She was born in 1905. A 116-year-old French nun, and they have the documentation for this. They have her birth certificates She's believed to be Europe's oldest person, has survived COVID-19, go figure. And she's looking forward to celebrating her 117th birthday on Thursday. Her quality of life is a little limited. She's blind and uses a wheelchair, but she didn't particularly be perturbed about uh, receiving her diagnosis. Um, She, however, uh, was concerned about some of the other uh, younger residents of her convent, Uh, but, uh, this is interesting because, uh, you know, we say that age is a comorbidity and your likelihood of surviving COVID-19 diminishes when you're in your eighties and nineties, or if you're a centenarian, but here's uh, proof positive that, uh, you can survive COVID-19, even if you're 116 years old, uh, also in the news, You've heard of CAT scans? Well, here's the vaunted dog scan. We've used dogs to detect cancer. They seem to be pretty good at it. They have uh, very, very refined olfactory senses. Uh, And now it turns out that they've trained scent detection dogs to diagnose COVID-19. Yes, there's a pattern of certain organic compounds associated with COVID-19 infection. And researchers now report that the dogs are better at detecting coronavirus infection than even standard tests. The standard PCR test and the antigen testing procedures uh, have uh, a certain degree of inaccuracy. Uh, And uh, their conclusion is these findings indicate that scent detection dogs can likely be used to effectively screen and identify individuals. Infected with COVID-19 in hospitals, senior care facilities, they can double as uh, uh, as um, companions, right? Uh, emotional support animals, uh, and they can also sniff out COVID-19. They can uh, be installed in schools, universities, airports, where they're now sniffing out bomb materials and contraband illicit drugs. And perhaps even in large public gatherings for sporting events and concerts. So uh, there's some preliminary work on this. But uh, they managed to train these dogs. These dogs are, you know, from an olfactory sense, they are geniuses. After four days of training using COVID-19 samples, the success rate for the dogs ranged between 83 and 100%. So uh, that's pretty darn good. 877-726-8255 is our number. Let's talk to Barbara in Wayne, New Jersey. How you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good, thank you. Listen, I I took the um both nasal tests, the the rapid and, and then one took us a couple of days and I had a negative um negative reading. But Good. then I found out that because I'm taking the high doses, over 10 milligrams of biotin a day, that, that that's wrong. That You know, I'm, I, I'm probably not having necessar- Not necessarily.
0: Well, not I necessarily. don't have
1: taste and I don't have smell and it's been over a week. Yeah, you
0: know, it's interesting about biotin. High-dose biotin can interfere with certain hormonal tests. Uh, tests for uh, thyroid, for example, and for certain other things but uh you know i'll have to look into it but i'm pretty sure that the assay for covid does not involve biotin uh there's a, something has to do with avidin which is a compound that can be neutralized uh, it's a compound in egg whites uh, that is used in some test kits uh especially for hormones, but you you don't have to necessarily conclude that you have COVID because you were taking high-dose biotin. You had two negative tests, and I don't think those negative tests are invalidated by the biotin you're taking. But you say you lost your taste and smell?
1: Taste and smell have been gone for over a week.
0: For over a week, yeah. Well, you know, what I would do is stop taking the biotin and then uh, repeat the test because it's sometimes the case that uh, if you test too early, during a case of um, COVID uh, that you may miss it. You know, similarly, if you get bitten by a tick and you test the same day, uh, you may miss the potential of developing Lyme disease. So I would wait, uh, you know, about uh, a week or 10 days. And presumably, you have a mild case. By the way, the loss of taste and smell uh, when you have COVID is associated with milder cases of COVID. Yeah, I know it's it's pretty devastating to lose your taste and smell, but... Generally, uh, people who lose their taste and smell have milder cases, less likely to be hospitalized, certainly less likely to go on a ventilator or succumb to COVID. So uh, while it's disconcerting, uh, it's uh, a good sign. And you, you may have lost your taste and smell due to something else. But it is, I mean, it is highly suspicious. But, I, you know, I got to look into the test methodology for... Uh, COVID. I'm pretty sure that biotin does not screw that up, but uh, you know it's an interesting point well, you make.
1: Can I ask you though? How long should I wait after stopping the biotin to take the tests again?
0: I would wait about uh, uh you know four or five days to a week, uh, because by then the biotin will be out of your system, and the possibility uh, that uh, you know PCR test will develop positive if you actually have it uh, may increase. And then you can cross-check that with the antigen test uh, that's, you know, the saliva test. You know, just make sure that you don't have it. But, you know, for now, I guess in an abundance of caution, you may want to quarantine, stay away. By the way, the new uh, think on um, quarantining, you know, a lot of Times these days, if you've come into contact with somebody who's had COVID, you know, like a basketball player, we actually saw this happen to uh, Kevin Durant, you know, he had contact with somebody who had COVID, so he had to leave the game. Well, he was in the game, he was out of the game, he was back in the game, then they had to leave the game because the guy tested positive. They now say that if you've had the vaccine, even if you may have come in contact with somebody who has COVID, if you don't have COVID and you test negative, that you don't necessarily need to quarantine. So one advantage of the vaccine Less need to quarantine every time you cross paths with somebody who may have had COVID. That's the one of the new directives that came out of the CDC this week. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, and you're listening to Intelligent Medicine. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free full
2: script account. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health.
0: Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877 726 8255 is our number. If you have a question related to anything, uh, codes on your mind or something else, call us at 877 726 TALK. And um, a lot of controversy about wearing masks, uh, and now they want to enact a mask mandate. A lot of places you can't even go in without a mask uh early in the pandemic i saw a guy uh, arguing uh with the store manager uh in my local grocery store because uh he wasn't wearing a mask and they didn't want to let him in and he was saying you know it's my right to come in and they said no it's our right to refuse for you to come in and uh in new york uh the vast majority of people are walking around with masks even outside you know cold temperatures the wind's blowing but they're dutifully wearing masks and uh, certainly, indoors, people are wearing masks. I wear a mask out of uh, an abundance of caution, but also respect for other people who may be concerned that I am maskless. The only exception is when I go running out in the cold, the wind is blowing at uh, ten or fifteen miles per hour. Uh, I try to avoid brushing past people, and uh, pretty much uh, any virus that's lurking in the air that might threaten me is gonna get blown away and, You know, I'm not sick, but even if I were an asymptomatic carrier, pretty unlikely that um, in a close encounter running by someone outside that I would spread it. Uh, But now they're up in the ante. They're saying uh, mask mandate, but now double mask. And what's that based on? Let's take a look at it. Uh, The CDC has released a new study, and I'm putting that in quotation marks by the government health institution that claims to support the thesis that double masking will work to to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. And there's a little um, graphic here that says that um, in lab tests with dummies, exposure to potentially infectious aerosols decreased by about 95% uh, when either wearing a tightly fitted mask like the uh, professional N95 mask that hospital workers use or cloth mask over a one of those regular uh, blue or white masks, you know, those paper masks that people... So it's double masking, 95% protection. But um, bear in mind that this is a test uh, that was done uh, on a mannequin. And they sprayed aerosols and mannequins, and then they slapped a hashtag science label on their experiments... Uh, this is not a clear demonstration that wearing double masks will reduce your chance of acquiring COVID by ninety-five percent. Because it, what we'd have to do is you'd have to do an experiment where you have people walking around uh, with either single masks or no masks or double masks, and then you have to see who catches COVID. And um, pushing back against that is a study, and the study has been uh, critiqued. It's the so-called Dan Mask Study. It was done in Denmark. Uh, Would show that there was a minimal reduction in the spread of COVID when people wore masks. I, I looked at that study, and it's got some flaws because uh, there wasn't a great likelihood of getting COVID anyway. So there's only a very not a statistically significant difference when people wore a mask or didn't wear a mask. It wasn't high risk uh, situation. So it didn't make a lot. So in a low-risk situation, wearing a mask or not wearing, it's kind of like wearing a seatbelt in your car when your car's not moving, you know, when you're cleaning out your glove compartment. You don't really need to do that. So um double masking is in vogue. And, yeah, you know, maybe if you're going to a high-risk area. I actually wore a double mask when I got on the subway. Uh One of my fillings broke. I had to go to the dentist, and I had to jump on the subway. And eh, the subway's a little bit of a kind of a hazard zone. There's some uh, strange people in the subways who are not even wearing masks, homeless people and the like, and so I double masks, at least under that circumstance. But to say that there are definitive studies that say that double masking can protect you from COVID-19 is an exaggeration. It's the new vogue. A lot of people wearing double masks, but the science is a little bit lacking on that proposition 8777268255 is our number I'm Dr Ronald Hoffman
2: You don't just rinse your hands, why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol.
3: Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot
0: Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, a number 877-726-8255. Uh, you can call us during the program, or alternatively, uh, you can record a question. We'll take some of those questions momentarily. But uh, first, uh, it appears that um, the vaccine business will become a sinecure for many of the vaccine manufacturers because uh, it's already anticipated that the current vaccines may not be effective for mutating forms of COVID. Uh, AstraZeneca says its vaccine against new COVID variants may take six months to create. They say that they can turn on a dime and respond to any resistant mutations that the virus develops. Um, they are doing this because, well, the current vaccine appears to be pretty effective against most of the variants that uh, we find worldwide, but there's some concern that the new South African variant may evade the vaccine. Not completely. Uh, it may uh Result in a less effective vaccine, a vaccine that prevents uh, deaths and severe disease, um, but um, doesn't limit the symptoms as much. Uh, if the vaccine, I mean, if the virus had not mutated, uh, they say that this is still good. A six-month turnaround for an updated vaccine would represent a vast improvement over traditional vaccine development timelines, which take years and sometimes decades now that they seem to have the secret sauce for the vaccine they can uh, tweak it but um they say that um the astrazeneca vaccine is particularly important for poorer countries uh because astrazeneca in conjunction with oxford has pledged to sell it at cost price. This is also uh, the vaccine that Europe is staking its fate on because uh, that's the vaccine that they're predominantly gonna use over there. Uh, It's also a vaccine that doesn't require the uh, refrigeration and the timing. Uh, There's a lot of vaccine being wasted because uh, once it's unrefrigerated from these ultra cold temperatures, uh, and not used within several hours, uh, it goes to waste. Uh, recently, a doctor in Texas, I think it was, got in a lot of trouble because uh, he opened up a batch of the Moderna vaccine, which is kept at very low temperatures. And not a lot of people showed up. And then he started calling around to uh, friends and family and said, hey, there's some vaccine available. And now he's up on charges because he violated vaccine protocols by inviting some people who were ineligible for the vaccine. They were too young or too healthy, had no comorbidities, put them uh, ahead in the line uh, with seeming favoritism. But all he was trying to do was prevent the vaccine from going to waste. What was he supposed to do, throw it in a garbage can? Well, all right, all kinds of vaccine uh, shenanigans going on. Meanwhile, a third of U.S. adults, according to a poll, remain skeptical of COVID shots. Lots of people are adopting a kind of watchful waiting approach to the vaccine. They're saying uh, that they are not at particularly high risk. Resistance was found to run higher among younger people, people without college degrees, the less uh, educated, Black Americans, and Republicans—people who distrust the establishment. Um, so, um, while well, 10% of the population around. 34 million Americans have received at least one dose and 10 and a half million have been fully vaccinated um, a lot of people are uh, sitting on the sidelines 877 726 8255 is our number we have a recorded call let's take that call now
1: Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I'm a 75 year old woman that has rheumatoid arthritis for the past 20 years, mostly in my hands, and I'm taking nine methotrexate once a week. And my rheumatologist would like me to take embril, but I am not interested in doing that unless it's absolutely necessary. But this is a question regarding the COVID. Uh, She told me not to take my methotrexate for one week before I get the first shot, and then two weeks after that, uh, when I get the second shot, after I get that, to not take my medicine for another two weeks. So I'm just concerned about if I can't avoid taking my medication and only being able to get one shot, what might happen if I have the immunity or not. That's my question, and I haven't heard you on the radio in many years, and I just found you today and I was so delighted. Great show and I really appreciate your your knowledge. Thank you bye
0: Well, thank you very much for that question and thanks for the thanks for the uh, compliments uh, great question, and you know what I have to say is that your rheumatologist is kind of making it up as he or she uh, goes along. Because, uh, we don't really know with precision, uh, the impact of these immunosuppressive medications on the vaccine efficacy. All right. Well, here's a, let's start with the good news. The good news, and you might think that because you have an autoimmune disease, uh, that it's a comorbidity for COVID-19, that you might see people uh, ending up in a hospital in droves who have uh, lupus or rheumatoid arthritis or MS or, you know, ulcerative colitis, but it's not happening. Those people do not seem to be at any particularly higher risk of severe COVID than people without these autoimmune afflictions. Uh, so the other consideration, though, is if you're taking an immunosuppressive medication like methotrexate, uh, what could it do to the effectiveness of the vaccine? Because your immune system is being held in check, could it mean that the vaccine won't take? And your rheumatologist is sort of betting that maybe that's the case and wants you to take less methotrexate, stop before the vaccine, and then hold off for a couple of weeks after the vaccine. Um because it's a recorded call, I had an opportunity to look this up. And they actually, this is a big question that loomed around the, the flu vaccine, which we have more data for. And they actually did a study looking at people on methotrexate for rheumatoid arthritis. And they found that whether or not they took their methotrexate made no difference in the effectiveness of the flu vaccine. So can we extrapolate that to COVID? Well, we don't know yet because there's not enough data. Right now, the official stance... And this is not what your rheumatologists do, and your rheumatologists being a little more cautious. The official stance is fire away. You know, just take your methotrexate as you usually do, and there should be no consequences for the effectiveness of the vaccine. The vaccine should work fine. Uh, that, however, is, has been demonstrated in the flu, which we can extrapolate to COVID, but we don't actually have real-time data in COVID-19. So the other concern is uh, certain vaccines involve what are called attenuated viruses. They're actually living viruses, but they're weak. This is kind of the old fashioned way of inoculating people with sort of a, a weakened strain of the virus that in its more fully active form can be very devastating. And for those people... We definitely suggest that they don't take an immunosuppressive medication because it might mean that this this weak virus uh, can uh, can steal a march on your on your weakened immune system and lead to a more serious infection. But <clears throat> excuse me, that's not the case with this vaccine. This vaccine is not a weakened version of the virus. It just bits and pieces of the virus that the immune system then builds a reaction to so uh... these more advanced viruses i don't think that applies to Well, the the exception appears to be uh... when people are on steroids high-dose steroids which is not uncommon you know for asthma or for ulcerative colitis usually it's temporary uh... polymyalgia rheumatica sometimes people are on steroids for a while uh, in those cases, uh, we don't know. I mean, is it going to make COVID more serious for them? Is it going to weaken the vaccine effectiveness? We simply don't know. We need to study those people very carefully because, unfortunately, those people weren't in the study groups. They were excluded uh, from the study groups that demonstrate the effectiveness and safety of the vaccine. So, you know, we're conducting a big experiment nationwide and worldwide. With people with all kinds of conditions and on all kinds of medications. And we're going to have to study them very carefully to make sure that uh, those medications don't have an impact. But in your case, uh, you know, you can do what he says. If you're worried about uh, a flare of your arthritis, um, you know, you can probably take your methotrexate sooner. If your arthritis seems to uh, be coming back with a vengeance, you know, take it sooner than the two weeks that he told you to stay off it. It ain't rocket science. We're flying a little bit by the seat of our pants on issues like this. Great question. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, this item, if you're experiencing fatigue, well, who doesn't from time to time? And you have to recognize that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age thus increasing your fatigue. Well, here's a, the only nutritional formula that's clinically proven to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. It's NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. There are 34 clinical trials to date that have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half. And it also has anti-aging effects. It's available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs. Full-spectrum vitamin mineral formulas, immune support formulas, targeting nutrition, and pure NT Factor. That you can add to whatever supplement regimen you're already taking. I've been using it myself. I prescribe it to my patients. Now, with a 45 day money back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. You can find the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer, or you can order direct by calling 800 982 9158, 800 982 9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's NT t dot com. Okay, when we return, we're going to talk about a new game changer drug. That's what they're billing it as for treating obesity that can cut your body weight by 20%. That might mean as much as a 35 pound weight loss with the medication alone. Check it out when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.
3: The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Chiolic Aged Garlic Extract.
0: This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help manage stress and promote a positive mood. Macuna Purians, 5-HTP, and L-Tryptophan. They support proper brain and nervous system function, relaxation, and restful sleep. Their ingredients are of the highest quality and backed by Solid Scientific Data. They're available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash biotics research. That's drhoffman.com slash biotics research for Biomega fish oil. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. A game changer drug that can help melt the pounds off. We've heard that before, but uh, this may be the holy grail for treating obesity. Uh, But before we get to that, um One of the ways that we treat obesity is with bariatric surgery, and it works. People lose scabs of weight, and often they go from being a diabetic to undiabetic. And uh, there are a bunch of studies that suggest that there is a significant reduction in major adverse cardiovascular events, which begin after surgery. Now, this is very key because if you have a surgery that simply makes you lose weight uh, but doesn't confer any health benefits, it's just kind of cosmetic surgery. And it's not going to be covered because this is expensive surgery. And to get the insurance companies to cover it, it has to be of proven medical value. So once they demonstrated that there were up to 50% reductions in cardiovascular events, you start to get insurance for bariatric surgery. It's not just a cosmetic procedure. It's medically effective and necessary and saves lives. But here's a study that puts some doubt to that proposition. Uh, the researchers uh, looked at individuals who underwent bariatric surgery, age 18 to 80 years of age, and what they found was, contrary to previous claims, uh, there's not a lot of advantage in terms of cardiovascular endpoints, heart attack, and the need for bypass surgery, and so on. Bariatric surgery patients did have a 20% weight reduction. They also had a reduction of something called hemoglobin A1C, a measure of average blood sugar. It was reduced by by one point. So if your hemoglobin A1C was 8, it went to 7 on average. But there were no benefits of bariatric surgery for major adverse cardiovascular events. And oh, by the way, the people who had the bariatric surgery had some complications. They had a higher risk for B12 deficiency anemia and gallbladder surgery was often required. So uh, let's take a look at uh, the latest game changer drug. It comes to us from Novo Nordisk. Uh, Call your broker because after a 52-week low of 49, uh, they rose to a high of 76 yesterday. Um, This is the result of a study uh, that showed that individuals who took injections of Semaglutide, sem- semaglutide, brand name Ozempic, or Rebelsis. There's a lot of ads for Trulicity, which is a similar drug, an injectable drug. It's a, what is called a GLP, glucagon-like peptide um, agonist. And it mimics the effects of glucagon, reducing appetite, uh, and helping people burn off calories. Three-quarters of people who received semaglutide lost more than 10% of their body weight. One-third lost more than 20%. Uh, that translated to uh, to an average weight loss of around 35 pounds. So uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, I have some patients who have taken these drugs. They They have side effects. They can make you nauseous. Uh, rarely they can cause dangerous pancreatitis, but they do reduce hunger and they increase feelings of fullness and thereby help people eat less and reduce their caloric intake. And, you know, for diabetes, I mean, these are medications designed for diabetes, but a nice side effect, unlike insulin, which tends to make you gain weight, uh, these medications make you lose weight while helping to control your blood sugar. So, uh, look to companies like Novo Nordisk. Uh, it's a Danish company and, uh, it's gonna be, this is gonna be a big blockbuster. These are longer acting versions of drugs introduced a few years back as, uh, including Victosa, uh, also an injectable drug. This drug is injected once a week. And they give you a little, um, you can self inject. You don't have to go into the doctor's office to get an injection. They have like a little uh, spring loaded injector that measures out the dose for you, and you go, you know, you just put it next to your skin, and the spring loaded action injects um, a, a pre measured dose of the medication into your, uh, whatever you want to put it in you know, your arm, your thigh, your abdomen. Uh, kind of like, you know, injecting insulin. But in this case, a medication that helps you lower your blood sugar and you end up losing weight. Maybe, maybe a game changer. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255. That's a number, 24-7. You can record a question. We'll be taking some of those questions in our next hour. Um, we'll talk about a new study looking at the relationship between egg consumption and cardiovascular disease outcomes. A very surprising result, to say the least. This is intelligent medicine.